Caleb, do you have questions or would you like me to share? You can share. I have a few. Okay. Some are just like statements. <laughs> yeah. That's always a good sign. That's that's what you want to hear. I want a couple fun facts. I don't yeah. want the fun facts. <laughs> podcast sorry the behind the curtain series on the web.com podcast because we had some fun with mock 1.0 last week i was correct the entire thing is fucking scrapped now that the draft has happened but it was fun we'll revisit that later in the off season but we are getting back on the behind the curtain track this week with a very special guest a team that didn't even have a name last year when we did this. The new look, the reinvented Garrett Wilson, Batman, and Carter joining the podcast this week. What's up? Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Excited. There's it's a little be- bit of life for, for once on this on this side of the screen. It's going to be a freaking exciting conversation, man. Gary Wilson, Batman. This is a, this is a fun one. And joining me, Caleb in the house. What's going on? Doing all right. Got some fun facts lined up that we'll see if Carter thinks of them. But yeah, interesting to see. This team's definitely in a better place than it was last time we did this. I did hear that you have some statements prepared, which is well, usually a bad thing. But uh, yeah, <laughs> a little is... dictatorial if he doesn't want my feedback. <laughs> well, let's jump right into it. Um, I'm starting where this all started, which was the namesake, the brand new team, the brand of this franchise, Garrett Wilson Batman, all starts last summer. At the draft, when you selected Garrett Wilson, number two overall, it was a pick that everybody knew was coming. There wasn't any surprises there. And you got your guy, and he had a phenomenal rookie season and looked like the certainly the right pick there at number two. So we're almost a year later now. Just walk me through the Garrett Wilson rookie year and what it meant to you. Yeah, I mean, obviously... Uh, pretty thrilled with that rookie campaign with uh, Zach Wilson, Mike White, Joe Flacco as your starting quarterback. I would hope uh, even a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers is an upgrade to that. But, you know, it's just exciting to, I mean, I guess it's only one year, small sample size, but at least like feel semi-right <laughs> to just feel a little bit of correctness. Be like, okay, I do know football a little bit. I'm not that stupid. He's a pretty good player. Just good to good to get that feeling sometimes versus sometimes you get the Josh Docks and Sterling Shepherds and you're like, where did I go wrong? Yeah, I was looking. I think the last time you had the second overall pick was the Josh Doxon year. So obviously it must feel good to come right out of the gates. I think Wilson put up play a wide receiver two season already. Um, so that's great to see. And you also picked up Kayvon with your other late first round pick. What do you think about his season? Uh, I mean, 
took kind of a while to get off the ground with injury concerns and you know he seems like he played his best when the meaningful football was on the line I mean I think it was it was either that Sunday night or Monday night game where he was just an absolute game record to basically get them to the playoffs by himself and yeah just hopefully the effort concerns go away and the injury concerns go away with actually playing a full year and not being on the sideline with soft tissue stuff all the time was that the game where he knocked out the quarterback and then started like doing a snow angel next to him or something? <laughs> no, no, that was a different game. The okay. first one is when he scored the touchdown. I think it was against That's the right. Who I don't remember. I think he did it to it was against Vrabel. I think it was against the Titans when Tana he did Hill? I think Josh. Yeah. yeah. It was somebody was dying next to him. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like it. Bill I do Bell remember said, make a big play, you gotta celebrate it. Yeah, but I do remember that monster game he had, and I feel like I remember calculating it out what it would have been, um, and it was like a forty-some point performance. So you can get more anything close to that next <laughs> set real well. I'm expecting forty-two every week. <laughs> Man, it was it was really exciting because those were your first two first-round picks in a few years. I mean, you didn't, you were that number two overall pick was your first pick, I think since 2018 or something like that. I mean, it had been a while. This team was sort of desperate to get some fresh faces in the building. You obviously made that digs trade. And we talked about that Jalen Waddle, you know, looking like a superstar there. So the core is forming, the picks are coming in. We're going to be talking about what you have upcoming this summer, which is obviously a huge part of where this team is heading. Um, but before we get there, I do want to talk a little bit about 2022. Um, specifically, one thing that I noticed, I, I didn't even really catch it at the time, is that you didn't really make a, a ton of moves during the season last year. Um, you you know, you kind of came out of the draft and you you had your team and that's kind of what it was. So was that an intentional choice by you? Or was that sort of a, a product of where the league was sitting? Uh, I mean, it was kind of a lot of either buy a lot or try and sell a lot based on where Tim and Dan were. But, I mean, I kind of – it gets tough when you just start liking players. You know, like, hey, it's his third year in the league. Kind of been dog shit for two, but I'm not going to move him. But <laughs> I'm not going to get what I think I deserve for him. And even, like, a guy like Cam Hayward who's old and you try to move on from him, but it's like, hey – might as well just keep this guy here if I'm going to get like a fourth for something. Yeah, it's crazy. I looked at it. I also noticed that, Mingo. And the Mooma trade that we made last month was the first trade you made since July of last year, which, which might be one of the longest droughts we've ever seen out of any owner, which is like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, where your team was, there wasn't like a lot of pieces to move. It's still sort of in a rebuilding phase. So, this year, do you see yourself maybe buying in a little more? I know you got draft picks, or, or are you still just going to be testing the waters, see how it goes? Uh, I mean, obviously, just these early draft picks are hopefully going to help me to be a, more of a buyer. But it's, I guess, yes, last year was a tough spot where I was. Like, just all those fourth-year guys, like third-year guys that, hey, you want to kind of hold on to. You value them a little more than other people do. And also, if you're in that rebuild, like you're not going to get something of real value for a younger guy. You kind of just see what happens. You know, your team's going to be kind of shitty anyway. It's just kind of fighting that urge to change things instead of being patient. 
Man, I I have two things I want to talk to you about, both positive things coming out of 2022. Number one is the defense. Obviously, we already talked about Kayvon. That was a you know an investment that you made, a first-round pick into this defense. We had talked to you about that last year, about you know what, what was the strategy there. You said you were looking to invest. You did it. Uh, and this defense jumped 10 points per game from 2021. So, I mean... It was still 11th in the league, but it was respectable. It was a a defense that's growing. That's, you know, it it has some exciting names. So as you approach 2023, is the defense still an emphasis for you? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, just trying to keep building it. And it's not the easiest thing to build, especially when you're kind of hamstrung with no talent really anywhere. You got to make those picks and try to take a big, big shot. But yeah, I mean, obviously it's obviously the league is trended towards, hey, defense matters. If you get a good defense, it can kind of be that consistent spark for you instead of, yeah, boomer bust offensive guys, which is kind of a fetish of mine. Yeah, you know, the defense is going to be an emphasis, but one of my fun facts that I found. Oh, boy. This offense, since its inception, has never finished better than eighth in points. In a season. Over seven years, never cracked the top seven in points scored. There's one of those statements. That was a mean fun fact. And that was actively mean. <laughs> well, I, I thought I was going to be ripping on your defense, but you had like a couple random good years in there. And then I was just scrolling through the offense. I was like, how has this never happened? So I don't know how you address that or if I don't know. Yeah, you got a like, few guys, not enough guys. Yeah, that's offense is obviously that should be the number one priority always is just to put a good product out there in the spots that can, I guess, be of most value to you. But yeah, you know, we're working on everything. We're evaluating everything at all times. Well, the offense, you think with where web scoring is gone, sort of the quarterback position has really gotten elevated and your team's in kind of a weird spot right now. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, you got Jared Goff, Mac Jones, like what direction are good you football going? Players. Yeah, good football <laughs> players. Maybe not. Well, Jared Goff is great players. leadership. I will stick by that. The rest of the guys, not so much. Yeah. So is Jared Goff the guy or could we pay hey, Ben Johnson? They're investing in that offense other than the fact that they got a, guys gambling in the facility and getting suspended for a couple games they're obviously when if you take a running back at pick what 12 11 or 12 whichever they took it at i would say you're trying to be explosive and you're worried about your offense you're going to try and outgun teams that's a good spot for your quarterback to be in with people around them a smart oc a coach who is too stupid to punt it (laughs) it's nice for offense yeah Well, I do want to say, I mean, coming out of the season, last three games of 2022, you had, you were averaging 181.5 points per game. This was a team that over the season averaged 150 something, 154, maybe you were all the way up into the one eighties by the end of the year. So did you view that as something to to build on? Did that give you confidence heading into 2023 and, and this offseason? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ending the year on a high note is good, especially when you 
do that high note and you go out and you have the one and two pick now, I guess it was one and five, but either way, just try to keep that momentum going basically is, Hey, let's double down. Let's actually build something here and not stink it up. Yeah. You got the one and two pick now. How about let's that? Let's talk about him, man. That let's was, talk about him. To go for over a year without trading and then two trades in, you move up for the number two overall pick. Um, you gave up 105 and your own 2024 first for 102, 310, and Calvin second. So this is a massive trade. Um, giving up your own first, kind of betting on yourself a little bit there, and then, you know, it is a tear jump from five to two, but it was a lot. But what's the thought? Pro- I mean, that is a statement move for this franchise um, moving forward. Yeah, I guess a combination of liking two guys a lot as generational talents at their position and also trying to like a little burn the boot or burn the boats, kick him ass. Like, Hey, you're trading that pick next year. Like you're going to win some ball games this year. You're not going to be <laughs> wasting away at the bottom of the league. Like you need to, you need to shape up here. I love that, man. <laughs> that is awesome. Like trade Fortune your own pick. To... Like, yeah, we better be fucking good. Cause I'm getting rid of the damn pick. <laughs> So, so you got to double down or you're going to be halfway there instead of on the right pace. So I want to talk about number two before we get to number one. I think everybody assumes, I mean, you're, you're, you're not shy about it. Uh, it seems like it is going to be JSN at number two. Uh, I mean, what you, you just call them generational. You might've answered this question already, but what makes you prioritize that player at a position that you're kind of strong at in ter- I mean, at least very young and, and promising at over a position like running back where you do need some additional help. Uh, I guess it's just betting on that talent. And I mean, you can always be improving if I have four good receive four good young receivers instead of three, rather than a positional need at another running back, that would be maybe average to hopefully you're just getting some carries this year based on the landing spot he's at. It's just kind of, doubling down on your strengths along with, Hey, where we know we're going to get a, a top of the league guy and Bijan instantly. Let's, let's double down with JSN, who I also think is as good as they come at the position. Yeah. You're obviously infatuated with JSN and rightfully so, but you know, you look at the running backs on this team. I'm, I had to double check. There's only two and it's Devin Singletary <laughs> and Zonovan Knights. <laughs> <laughs> hardly field a running back room. You're in a position to take a running back that was taken first overall and 12th overall. All of a sudden you look at your lineup with Bijan and Gibbs paired up with Waddle, Ayuk, and Wilson. Feels like the offense looks a lot better. So, you know, if you are betting on yourself for to be good this year, you traded your first. I feel like, don't you think it's going to be tough without running backs? That's where you got to try and, I guess, maneuver your roster in a different way in other places. I think JSN is good enough to, I guess, usurp the other guys in that spot at receiver and running back, figure it out (laughs) eventually. (laughs) BPA, man. It's it's, it's May. Come on. (laughs) It is May. There's a lot of time until July, and I'm going to talk to you here about number one. I got a two-part question here. First of all, should teams continue to send offers for the 101? Is it is it available at all? It is not. Okay. 
So stop filling. I mean, the you can even keep sending the offers, but they're getting the deny. I kind of let Frazier's hang out for a while in there, but I hope he realized I don't like Justin Fields at all. I was just teasing you. <laughs> oh man. Well, in that case, you know, you're gonna you're not gonna do the you're not gonna do the trade Saquon thing. You're going to take what is in my eyes, the dynasty RB one already in Bijan Robinson. I mean, how, what does that do for you? What does picking a player like Bijan do for you just mentally and, and how you see this team moving forward? I mean, it's obviously a building block that you can hopefully, hopefully I had the base there a little bit already and he can just kind of leapfrog us to the top there and skip a few steps with his talent. And I mean, it's always just a positive to have a guy that's talked about as, like you said, dynasty RB1. He hasn't played a down of football. He got drafted last week. That's just talent alone. If that's how people are looking at him, I would say you're in a pretty good spot. And it's always something to just, I guess, be proud of. <laughs> Holy shit, I get this guy at oh, yeah. inception, and he may never come off my team, even when he's, yeah. It's it is special. It's really special. And it's I mean, it's the biggest reason why there's so much excitement around this team right now. I mean, you've been grinding for years, you've been adding talent, you've been adding good players, but nothing like this. This player is what this team has been missing. So it's it, it's definitely very exciting uh, times for Garrett Wilson, Batman. Hey, speaking of first round picks. Um, I know you've liked using them and taking players, but there was a trade last year during the draft where you, <laughs> oh boy. Where you moved away from one of them. It ended up being uh, 110 to Mingo for your 2023 second back. I feel like I've made my thoughts pretty well known on this. Um, I don't know how many thoughts were going on in your head when it was happening, but where are you at Not with that most. trade? Not the most. <laughs> I mean, I it happened. I, I I still don't like George Pickens as a guy. <laughs> yeah, dude. That, that was that was that was most of the crux of the argument was, hey, there's a bad guy that needs to get picked here, and I don't want to be the one to do it. So you could call me a hero if you'd like to. <laughs> I won't, but <laughs> just offering um, the option. I'll I'll offer up one more trade you made that was interesting. Um, Devin Lloyd for Isaiah Simmons was kind of wild because you had just drafted Devin Lloyd um, and then you immediately flipped him for Isaiah Simmons and it was kind of wishy-wash on the league's reaction. It seems like it's kind of worked out, you know, with Devin Lloyd getting benched and Simmons having DB eligibility. Now Simmons gets his option decline for some reason, but what was the thought process with that trade? Kind of just, I thought Devin Lloyd was kind of in a tweener spot in the linebacker position he was going to play and if Isaiah Simmons was going to keep rolling up into the box and basically play linebacker as a safety I mean obviously Isaiah Simmons getting benched at the year didn't really help me there but I kind of liked Isaiah Simmons out of the draft the year before obviously watched my ton at Clemson and I don't know I just kind of thought he was a better football player <laughs> and hoping he could get that DB eligibility yeah which he did which you did, nice. which you did. That was huge. That was major. So we already touched on this a little bit, but we're going to get into 2023 a little bit more here. First and foremost, you trade that pick. You, you put everything into this draft. Essentially you get one and two and some other later picks here. You already got your guys there. Garrett Wilson, Waddle, Ayuk. 
Is this team in win-now mode entering 2023? I would say, like I said, I kind of burn the boats, force yourself to be at least, but it can't be too, I guess, short-sighted with, I mean, it's just one year of picks. You can't really hamstring yourself for 2025 and beyond after that, but I guess I would like to think of myself as a win-now team. I mean, it's also the top of the league, and you like has been said many times, it's kind of muddy under there, even if Caleb's the champ. But, yeah, you kind of just want to give yourself a fighter's chance. It's going to be really interesting with you and the Dynasty team entering the mix here. The Big Five has undergone some major changes with the moneymakers and the Fresh Prince taking a step back. It creates an opening. We'll see what it looks like, though. So, 2023, give me your prediction. What does the season look like? Where does Garrett Wilson Batman finish? Uh, I think we're fighting for that fifth playoff spot, fourth playoff spot, and just basically sticking around, giving ourselves a fighter's chance, game in, game out, not going into the uh, sleeper app on Sunday and seeing somebody <laughs> projected for 225 and you're at about 140. <laughs> Just give me like a 30-point range every game, and I feel like we got a shot. I want to see Bijan in the playoffs this year. I don't know about anybody else, but... Me too. There's one thing uh, about these Carter's teams, Carter teams. They always do seem scrappy. Scrappy. That scrappy. Is, they are scrappy. They Man, this fight. team was 7-7 seven and seven like two years ago, so <laughs> why the fuck not? I did sneaky get a lot of win, couple wins at the end of the year too to make my team seem better than it was. <laughs> <laughs> a nice little five and nine season. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, a lot of exciting stuff ahead for Garrett Wilson, Batman. Obviously, really, really excited to see you know how you come away with uh, in the draft this summer. But um, yeah, really, really positive things for Garrett Wilson, Batman right now. One last thing. I'm turning it over to you, man. You got the microphone. You can say whatever you'd like to me and Caleb and the league and the world. Uh, I guess it's kind of been saying already, but hopefully just we're coming. I'm not, I'm not my Deion Sanders, the real corny <laughs> bullshit, but hopefully, hopefully we're coming. You're going to purge 15% of we're the roster. And- <laughs> yeah, hey. It's it's do or die time. Like I said, I'm on Greg Gard's ass this year because he's he didn't win a Big Ten title last year. Brandon Ayuk, I'm on your ass. David and Joku, <laughs> I'm on your ass. You better bring it. Oh man, I love it. I love it. Well, Carter, thanks for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you on, man. So best of luck in 2023. Always fun. Let's let's just hope I'm sticking around. <laughs> Next week, baby, we're moving on through these teams with some real draft capital in the draft here. Talk about some draft stuff, and we have a team up next that we can certainly do that with. It is Herb, your enthusiasm, and Riley joining behind the curtain next week. So looking forward to that. Uh, Caleb, thanks for stopping by this week. It's always always fun to have you on behind the curtain. You always yeah, hit those, you asked the hard hitters. I wasn't going to ask the Pickens question. <laughs> he didn't have any questions. He came on to be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Carter was on the schedule. I was like, yeah, I can make some time. <laughs> I got to get on. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, until that point, let's make it a great week.